Welcome to the Rough Road Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Steele. Today, I'm joined by a good friend. You might know him by his intro music. Here it is. Can never get enough of this. <laughs> Great music. Yeah. So it's my friend, my really good friend, uh, Todd Cedarstrom. I've known him for a lot of years, basically since I moved into my house. So since 2001, basically. So we've uh, been really good friends for a long, a long time. It is. It is. Um, so what's that? 17 years. So it's, that's a long time. That's almost as long as the friends that I've known since high school. Like that I grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time. That yeah, is, that is the best years of growing up. Yeah, sometimes you wish you'd go back there, right? Like, not have the worries yeah. you have now, and I'd be in big trouble if I went back. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? But anyway, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, a little background. Um, oh, I'm Todd Cedarstrom. Uh, I'm a fifth generation Arizonian. That's a long time. It is a long time. Um, my grandfather did a little history about uh, our family. My grandfather was when this was territory as a as a child. Uh, his family was chased off of their farm down in southern what was territory, chased off of their farm by Pancho Villas. Oh wow! And uh, came up and settled into the Buckeye, and then up into the Wickenburg area, and that's where my mom grew up. Was in Wickenburg. Uh, my father grew up in Holbrook. Both. Both little towns. Armpits of the yeah. state. And um, they got married. They met at a at a church. Your dad grew up with a lot of natives then up there. That's, up in Holbrook, up yeah, in Holbrook. yeah, yeah. Grew up in Holbrook in, uh, in high school there. And then there is a kind of a YSA dance or something that was in St. John's. Which is not close to either another of those places. Whole, another <laughs> armpit, yeah. Which is not close to either. well, it's closer to Holbrook, but right. Apparently, there was this. Um, That's a long ways from Wickenburg, though. St. Yeah, John's. yeah. I don't know how my mom ended up getting over there. What I don't know. I don't know if they just heard about it and they went right. or drove up, but they were there, and she was dating another guy, and um, and was there with him and dancing with him, and then um, saw my dad and danced with him and fell in love and. Dumped, over the, dumped that other guy and dated my dad, and they got married, and they moved down and to Mesa. Raised us in Mesa, yeah. Nice. And I've been here ever since. You've been married to your wife for twenty three years. Twenty three years. Wow, twenty three short years, right? Short years. So it depends on the week. <laughs> it seems short or long. <laughs> it depends on what's going on at the time, right? Right. Yeah. Well, good. That's uh, good information. Little little funny thing I've never shared, but uh, my my one of my dad's grandpa or great grandpa I don't remember which um, knocked out Butch Cassidy with with a baby in his arm. Butch <sighs> Cassidy came uh, up in Utah. He came and uh, was flirting with his wife, and my grandfather he was drunk. The guy was drunk, and they were in a bar. And my grandfather punched him and knocked him out. That bars up there? Oh yeah, yeah. This is the Wild <laughs> West, man. Was it uh, Porter's? Uh, what's it? <laughs> Porter's Bar, whatever right. that guy's name was. <laughs> yeah, so he knocked him out, and the uh, the Sundance kids <laughs> gathered him up and took him out of the bar. And took him. my grandfather thought, "Uh oh, I'm going to be dead," because he didn't know who it was. He just knew it was a guy flirting with his wife. And then after he did it, then people in the bar were like, "Do you know who that was?" 
it's Butch Cassidy. He's like, uh-oh. <laughs> but nothing ever happened. He never came again. Nice. So it's kind of been interesting. Yeah. Well, grew up in, grew up in Mesa. Went to Mesa Junior. Went to Gilbert High School. Uh, got a music scholarship for ASU. Went to ASU. I worked at UPS. I worked at MCI Phone Company and waited tables. I had three jobs going through college. Wow. Getting my degree in criminal justice, I was going to be a U.S. Marshal. Um, and then you were going to be a cop first, right? And until well, you got your U.S. Well, Marshal. That was a side thing because a U.S. Marshal, it was like 13 years was the waiting right. list to get in. But you were going to be a cop until that came, right? And one of the the requirements to be a U.S. Marshal is that you have to have eight years of civil service mm. or municipality, a gotcha. sheriff's department. And uh, and so then so what you do is you get you'd get accepted and get on the list and then you'd go work for somebody. Right, and they get on your all your on the job training, and then they eventually your name would get to the top, and they'd ask you, "What made you want to be a U.S. Marshal?" I don't know. I just thought it'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> you thought it'd be, be cool a, to run around be with a, gun a, and stuff. a federal bounty hunter. I mean, yeah, I mean not just you know be a policeman for the city or for the county, a sheriff's department, but to be able to go all over the country and kick in doors and find bad people. Yeah, bounty hunter. That's yeah, what that, I wanted to be, be a cool. federal bounty hunter. I never even knew that existed until I was an adult. So, till the movie came out. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think one of our neighbors was. And he used to have really cool stories, and so that was kind of interesting. But see, I always grew up wanting to be in the military, but then I was I decided against that. Something in the military. I, wanted, I, I always, think every kid wants to do that. I was I was always wanted to be in the military, but I want I didn't want to be just like regular army or something like that. My brothers, my dad, were all in the army. I didn't want to do that. If I was going to do it, I wanted to You don't want to, to be go, a grunt. You're going to be no, something special. I, w- I in wanted it. to be like a like Delta Force or Navy SEAL or something. I remember talking to my friends. Hey, we should go. We should, you know, because I was a swimmer. We should go and and become Navy SEALs because they're in the water a lot. So we could probably do it because we're awesome. And and then you, and then you I imagine I, even going back. I know to where terrible. to the where where you think your prime <laughs> was. I know. And then to even to, they should just have like an open week saying like, yep. Yeah, Hey, everybody, come live your dreams. Come, come, come try. The, come try this. And let us torture you for a let's day. Just, let's just get it out of your system and see what happens. Fortunately, I decided not to because I don't think it, it would have been that great of a job. It w- I wouldn't have liked the training. The job would have been awesome, though, I think, doing the doing the jobs that they do. So, you know, doing all the missions. Yeah, all the missions. And but not all, training for it? Well, not. I'm, I'm talking about, like, BUDS training or, oh. like, the, the training that actually just become a SEAL or... Delta Force or something like that. That the training would be horrendous. I I feel like so probably. Well, and I've listened to a lot of people that have went through it, a lot of training, and you know it is horrendous. So I'm I'm happy that I didn't do it now. But that was my dream. So, but it was it was fun. Uh, it was fun growing up and dreaming about that stuff and being young and dumb. So yeah, I didn't do law enforcement. I've been in insurance and finance for twenty two years. It's a long time. Yep. I you know, it's fun. The first, I got a funny story. Um, the first time that you might remember this, the first time that I ever went to a college football, any college game actually, but it was a football game. It was with you. Oh, ASU? Yeah, it was, we went to the ASU game. Do you remember this? I mean, we went there. I don't remember who we were playing, who ASU was playing. I, I have no idea. The thing that sticks in, I don't know if they won that night. I have no idea. <laughs> I've been to two ASU games. I'm going to do my third one this this weekend. Oh, Utah. Uh-huh, against Utah with my cousin. 
Um, <clears throat> but I remember we went there and they played the first half and then the bandstone cards started coming out and you started rubbing your hands and you're like, this is what I came to watch. <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah. I was, and it I makes was sense heavily now, into the marching band. It Percussionist makes sense and marching you, band. And now that you say that that's what you do. I love so. music. I, I was in, I don't know how many bands. I don't know how many drum sets I've had. I sold one of my, my best drum set that I pieced together that I played on. I sold it to help finance my mission. Yeah. Came home, bought another one, played in a couple bands and... Kids played it, and consequently, then sold it. consequently, your your son played the drums also, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, marching band was great. Oh, that one time at band camp. Stripping. Yeah, that. <laughs> I'm sure you have some of those. <laughs> and actually, the first time I ever went to Bullhead or Lake Havasu was with you. That's the first time I ever went. Is when I went with you to do one of your workshops. I went there multiple. One times, of my meetings but, yeah. every week, Wednesday morning. Everything's packed up Wednesday night or Tuesday, Tuesday night. night right. Wednesday morning, get up, drive three and a half hours up to my office in Lake Cavasu, come home Friday night. Living the dream. And then I'm, home, dream. I'm home for four days and then I'm gone for three days. Yeah. yeah. 22 years of that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm a bishop. So for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. And so I have two full time jobs. One you get paid for, one you get blessings for. Yeah, I get blessings for both. One, <laughs> one you get gray, gray hair from, the other one you get more gray hair from. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So. It's wonderful. Squeeze it all. Squeeze it all in. Yeah. You wonder how you wonder how you do it. Now you know how lemon feels. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, the reason I wanted to have you on today is to kind of talk about your experience of um, having your youngest son. Um, so. A little background on that is, uh, so you had your oldest and then your second oldest, and then you had your third son, right? So yeah, your third yeah. child, rather. Not your third son, but your third child. Um, and going through that process, you guys did decided, made a decision you weren't going to find out what the baby was, right? Like No, no. I, we knew it was a boy. But you weren't you weren't being tested for any no. anything like that? No, there was, there was nothing... Um... I don't know if we did with our first two kids. I don't know. Right. I don't think we did either. Everything just looked with all the sonograms or ultrasounds right. or whatever they did. Everything just was healthy, and we knew the sex of the kids. and, and you just So went. we weren't expecting... Right. I mean, they didn't make lead us to believe that there were going to be any surprises. Everything right. just... Everything checked out when yeah. they were yeah. doing all that. And so he had his third child, and Gabriel, and uh, he has Down syndrome, and it was a surprise to you guys. What was... Uh, what was that experience like? What was as because it was obviously a surprise day of, right? Day you have the baby. You're, Whoa, the, he's well. Even after he was born, I did, to me, babies are ugly to begin with. As soon as they're born, <laughs> you know, they're it's a, maybe a couple days before they're swelling right. and they're, you know before right. they become cute. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't resemble that comment because all my kids were C sections, so they came out. Oh, well, see, that's good. different. When they come yeah. out all squished, and so yeah. I have four children. My wife and I have four children. Our oldest, uh, we have Taylor Page, Gabriel, Claire's the caboose, uh, 21, 17, just turned 14, and will be seven next week, next weekend. So they're spaced out quite a, quite a bit. We enjoyed all of them equally, spending a lot of time with each of them before we uh, had another one, but um, with Gabriel again, everything checked out. We knew it was a boy, so we had boy girl, and then uh, coming was a boy. Um, when he was born, 
uh, again, no surprises uh, or I mean nothing weird or emergency. Just uh, he was born. He looks squished and ugly, just like the the other two did when they were born. Um, I've never heard a dad say that about their own kids. <laughs> yeah, why? Well, but it makes sense. The babies are ugly when they're born. Some yeah. of them, I'm sure they're cute. I don't know. They were they're in squished, a cute and ugly. They're, they're squished and squished and swollen and yeah, 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 just yeah. Not t- their normal shape. Like yet. Taylor when he was born, he had lots of dark black hair, and his face was red. He looked like uh, a native Indian. Right. And for like a split second, like, wait a minute, that doesn't look like me, huh? How was that? How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> and now he has blonde and hair. Now he's, and yeah. And then, yeah, all skin. of that fell out. And he had super toe head, blonde, blonde, blonde hair till he was like six. All of right. our kids had blonde, blonde, blonde toe heads till they were. Like almost clear blonde. Like yep. it's almost like a clear. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, so Gabe was born. Um, everything was going, you know, they're doing everything and clipping and cutting and, and pulling them out. And again, nothing seemed to be out of the ordinary. And then one of the nurses said, um, did you know about his? Rachel's probably going to kill me. That I might be getting it wrong. Did you did did you know about the his circumstances? And we're like, what? And they're like, did you know that you know about his condition? Right. And we're like, what condition? What condition? <laughs> yeah. And it was. Um, and so then we started getting a little worried. Like, what are you talking about? And then by the by the responses that we were giving her. Um, then it was turn and whisper, 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 turn and whisper, you know, to the doctor, to the, and then, and then people were leaving and then lots of people started coming in and then they started, uh, doing stuff, the baby and blah, blah, blah. And then a nurse kind of pulled us, pulled me aside and, and it was like, Hey, um, your, your son has, was born with down syndrome. Were you not aware of this? And we were like, no, why, why would we have like, well, did you have the ultrasounds? All Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently the, you know, even during the ultrasounds, they can see um, either measurements or, yeah, the features of the eyes or maybe the hands or feet or uh, normally they might have heart problems is typical with um, Down right. syndrome babies having heart problems. And so there would be holes or they would have detected because they measure the heart. They check all of that during the ultrasounds. And so nothing, no red flags of anything came up. And, and, um, and so it was just like, uh, well... Since we didn't know about it, there well, we've got to check for all of these things because there could be, yeah, there could be decisions. Even though through all the ultrasounds, nothing abnormally showed up. Now all of a sudden, they think every every bad circumstance can be there, even though right. it wasn't there before. So they then they they took them and they took them to the NICU real quick, and and Rachel and I were just in shock because you know they're for all we knew, you know they're. They they could have come back and said like oh yeah he died because of complications or you know we had no idea so it was right. super super scary. Um, what were the, you feeling like when that came out? Like how emotionally about you know the the surprise that you felt? I mean you're, I'm sure you're surprised, but what um, other? I mean you you probably did a check like like you know when you get hurt you do a check like do my arms work? Do the okay? Yeah like, yeah I'm yeah. Gonna be good. Like I'm sure you did some sort of check like like similar to that right? Um, a little bit. It was more of, you know, con- consoling Rachel. You know, she had just given birth, and, and then now the, they're still working on her, and, and, and they've taken the baby, and and so we're just there in the room. Um, and then they're kind of still talking to us about, well, there could be heart problems, there could be lung problems, there can be uh, this and that, and just going through all of the worst-case scenarios. So, of course, right. that was scary um, that 
up to these, you know, these six months of being able to see the baby and the ultrasounds and all of that and and seeing the 3D images and it's a boy and then it's, you know, and get, getting to see all of that and then to all of a sudden them saying, oh, it's... He has issues. This can be There's really problems. bad. There's yeah, problems, This right. can be really bad. And so it was <clears throat> super, super scary um, to that. Uh, not thinking way in the future or anything, but just initially like, holy crap, this, you know... This could be bad. This yeah, could turn we, out bad. We might could, lose. We might lose the right. baby for whatever reason. So that that was kind of my do, my worry. Maybe you know the answer to this. Do is the infant death um, statistics higher with Down syndrome kids than they are with other uh, kids um, that aren't born with Down syndrome? Do you know? Well, if if there's complications, there would be. But yeah. but a lot of it's. You know, in the ultrasounds, they see it. They can go in even while the baby's in the womb and fix the heart, or or they would be prepared, like if we right. knew, because he's living off of, you know, Rachel and the body and the blood. She's doing right. all of that, where, where, you know, he's just along for the ride. But then as soon as they're born is when his yeah, organs are where it takes has over. To start working all the so time, normally, right? if there were issues, depending on how severe it would be, then the team would be there they ready. Would be prepared, right. Like, hey, we know this is going to happen. We know there's holes, there's issues with this or with that. We're going to now, you know, as soon as the baby is born, we're going to get him breathing, and then we're going to take him right in and do surgery. Right. And um, and so I'm sure it used to be super high. Um, Probably not as much now because no, they kind of know about it. Yeah, they know about it. And then even when the testing now, they've a lot of the doctors, and, and again, I don't know how much they do this now, but now it's like, hey, your baby has issues or and then we've done testing and it's gonna have trisomy twenty one down syndrome or a form of that and it's you know, and it could be deformed a little bit or a lot. Um and it could be hard, not it's going to be hard, you know, we um it can be mild um mental capabilities or physical issues, or it could be really severe. And then, of course, your mind always goes to the severe, the severe right? And, the and, worst. And this is going to be super, super hard. And so then right. a lot of people end up aborting, and they they choose. I don't want to. I don't even want to deal with that. Right. Um, we wouldn't have done that, but that that was never an issue because it never came up. And so it was. Right. It was that, and um, so so I don't know the statistics of if they live. But more, potentially but, they could be higher. So. Yeah. And they were obviously running through your head because you were worried when they took when yeah. they took Gabriel that he was well, that something could happen. I was worried and confused because leading up to it, they were telling us we're going to check his heart, we're going to check his breathing, we're, you know, we're going to check all of these things. Right. But I knew there weren't any issues of that because none of that came up previous right. in all the ultrasounds. They measure the heart. They they check the blood flow. They can see the blood going in and right. out, and they can see all four chambers. Right. You know, firing on all pistons, and and uh, so they can see how it. So, I I knew there weren't any issues, and so I was I was concerned that, hey, we know there's not any issues, but they're making a big deal about this. Right. So maybe they were and, doing and, some and, preventative preventative measures to make sure. Well, that and obviously they and plus to catch they were it. downplaying it, so they were you know like the duck, you know, just paddling like crazy under the water, but looking you know all gracious yeah. on top. So they had. You know, they were being nice, but super worried and going into urgent mode. So, How did Rachel handle it? What was her mindset or her um, her attitude after that? Or not, attitude's not a good uh, word. But, the know, same. We were scared. You're both just... Yeah, I can't, I mean, I can't speak to her, but she'd, 
she was scared as much as I was. Again, it was more of just the unknown. You're nervous of what could be. Yeah. How things are Because we didn't know. We didn't know anything. So you're thinking of everything. Right. Will we see him again? Is he, you know, he could be dead now. He can, you know, everything could be fine. And, and then it, 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 then it turned out to where, uh, they brought him in and they just said, uh, you know, he checks out, he's breathing good, his heart's strong, all the stuff that we knew other than now it's, Hey, you have a healthy baby boy and he has down syndrome. What do you know about it? Right. And it was, well, I knew a kid growing up with Down syndrome, or you know, I know sometimes they're goofy and I silly. Saw life, and some... I saw life goes on. Yeah, that show yeah, it had quirky. quirky in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but I also grew up. One of my best friends growing up in high school, they had um, his older brother had a son, and and they watched him, and and his name was Shay, um, and so I grew up uh, my high school years with them and around Shay and he was great. He was fun. He was happy. He was, so he had down syndrome. Yeah. And, um, it, it, I mean, I mean, it can, again, it could be mild or severe. There can be your physical down syndrome traits. So Gabriel, you know, after they'd pointed out to us, you could, we can see, you know, his almond shaped eyes, um, his hands, his hands, they can have a larger or smaller hand. Uh, the, the lines in the hand, uh, were a little bit different. And so we called it like his Nemo hand, like Nemo had a special fin. Right. So Gabriel had his special hand like Nemo. Um, it could be the same with his feet. Um, you know, and then it was always, again, on the spectrum of, hey, these are all of the things that can be wrong, but, or, or could go wrong, and you can have issues with right. his speech, his walking, his everything um, every aspect, severe right. mental capa- you know cap- cap- uh, capacity and how he's going to be capable of handling and doing things and and um but it was hey well we start today and and um but we begin all i knew is that i had this friend my best friend's nephew was he highly functional like gabriel is um he walked around. He had braces uh, on his feet to help him walk because his uh, he, had, uh, he was feet and legs. Were... His limbs and his joints were very limber, um, and not a lot of um, bone strength or muscle strength on him. So he was kind of kind of raggedy dolly, yeah, floppy. And uh, but he had braces on his feet to help him walk around, and and it was hard to understand. But you you know, but he was just always fun and and um, just a little kid enjoying life and. Uh, and so that's all. That was the extent of my knowledge. That was of, your knowledge? That gotcha. was it. Uh, and Rachel knew of him because they were Rachel's dad. And you guys grew up by each other, right? So, well, my best friend—that's how I met Rachel—was through my best friend's family. Rachel's right. dad and my best friend's dad were best friends, and so they went on a family trip together. And I met Rachel down in Mexico. And if you want to hear the whole story, you can yeah. <laughs> tune in to, to Shooting the Breeze podcast. That is. That uh, Taylor and Braden do. Yeah, so that was that story, and so that's how I met Rachel. But um, so she knew of him, and um, and I don't know if she knew anybody else. But that that was about it. That was our extent. Right. So in the hospital. So did they did they have you? Sorry to interrupt you. Did they have? Did they like take you aside and okay, this is you know you need to learn about this. You need and they, did they try to give you as much information as they could and and steer you to places to get information and and things to expect and that that sort of no. stuff. No. They didn't. No, uh, I mean, in a way, they did, and I'll explain how. But their their job was, hey, you know, we're delivering the baby. Your baby's healthy, and right. and so far, there's no issues. 
and um, and, there, and, there and here you go, be, right? Yeah, and here you go. Well, I mean, they knew there weren't going to be any heart issues. Uh, moving, it could be he could have trouble hearing, he can have trouble right. breathing, he can have trouble speaking. Right? You know, yeah. All again, the whole, whole spectrum of things. Of right, things then, and we have no idea other than we're going to go day to day. And someday he might stop progressing in some of these areas, and that was it. But even then, we weren't we weren't thinking of that. Other than we had this baby, and he's got Down syndrome, and now what? Other than I'm never going to play baseball with him. I'm never going to be able to do this. You know, we're going to be challenged, and he's going to be um, having maybe outbreaks, and people are going to stare and. And, right. you know, the worst, worst, you know, just thinking, because they've told us these are all of the issues that can happen. And so you're thinking, you know, well, we're reading, we're raising a, a handicapped child or a, a mental, a challenged, right? yeah, yeah, mentally challenged child. And, and he's going to be with us forever. You know, right. then it's so, you know, all of these things that you're automatically counting out. I'm, you know, he's not going to have children, so I won't have grandchildren from him. I, um, He's gone on every vacation where he's going to live with us. You know, all of, not that that's bad, but you're thinking, again, I'm thinking. You'll never be an empty nester. Yeah. You'll always have one. Well, I'm thinking sports. He's not going to be able to do sports. He's not, you know, I'm thinking all this, right. this stuff he's not going to be able to do. Instead of everything that we that he saw can do. Right. Taylor do and that we saw Paige do growing right. up. You know, all of these normal, typical things that in our minds we think that our children just automatically do, but. One thing the hospital did do, which was um, fantastic, is that apparently there's there was a support group that was in uh, that was known to the hospital because they would come to the hospital every week, uh, and the and the group was called um, Sharing Down Syndrome Arizona, and it was a nonprofit organization to where any time a a child was born, and if and 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 sometimes the mother would know ahead of time, and so there the the support group would already be there, right, preparing and blah blah blah. Um, uh, but the hospital let this, uh, her name was Jenna Johnson, Jenna Johnson. And she came, uh, it was like the very next day, um, the nurse came in and said, Hey, there's a support group. We contacted them or something like that. And anyway, she showed up with this big bag of, uh, treats and goodies and books and just all sorts of, uh, everything, just everything. Right. You know, to, to, to help educate you. Yeah, you know, how to raise your children. Just like all the parenting things, but now they're all specific parenting things on Down syndrome. She came in and she hugged us. Uh, she says, oh, you're so, you know, this is going to so be lucky. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you're so lucky. You have no idea how wonderful <laughs> and what a blessing this is. And I'm like, what? Um, uh, but even before that, let me go back, sorry. So then part of the... the um, the coming to grasp or, or the grasp or, or terms of, hey, we've we've got this challenged baby now that you know, what was us type thing. It was now we're, you know, everybody, the family, grandmas and grandpas and brothers and sisters and everybody wants to know and 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 when we, you know, call them and say, hey, you know, we're coming and oh by the way, surprise, you know, just to let you know he's got Down syndrome and then. And then it was, the responses were different. There was a lot of, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, how are you doing? How did you how did you take those responses when they would respond that way? Oh, well, I, it, it didn't help. Right. You know, did, you, already, did, you, did you resent it? Did you resent those people because of that? Or Well, look, at the time I did. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it was like, oh, thanks. You know, yeah. like, but it was the same thing we had. I mean... 
those were normal reactions. Those are the same normal reactions we had. And and again, it, it, when somebody finds out about it, it's like, oh, again, you just automatically go to the extreme version of what it is. And right. it's like, oh, man, that's going to be super gonna hard. Be that's going to be difficult. That's <laughs> going to be... right. You know, all of those, um, and so it was a lot of, oh, we're sorry, and hey, we've heard, are you okay, and 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 it was, and then after a while, it was like, it was super annoying, but it was, at first they would come in, and it was like, oh, he's beautiful and wonderful, and, and he was just like a, a, a regular baby at the time, other than he looked a little bit different. Right. Some of the features were a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but it was very mild. They, and, were, they were Down syndrome features, right? Yeah. There's a typical look for Down syndrome. Yeah, once they pointed them out, we're like, right. oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that, right. But it was it was there, but the nurses um, picked him out immediately. They, I'm sure I they just, see it. I just didn't, you know, I'm like, more. yeah, he's an ugly baby, just like the rest <laughs> of them were when they were born. But the nurse was like, you know, this. And so that was... that was a little more than that. Yeah, that was the trigger that's like, hey, did you guys know... You know, because we don't have anything on a chart saying that we were b- going to be prepared for this. And so that's what it was. They normally would have been right. prepared. So, and so that was hard. So the family coming in and, and, but it was, oh, we love you, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're here for you. And, and, um, if you ever need anything, let us know. Yeah. But it, but it wasn't, but it was anything they couldn't do. But it also, it's just a matter, once you're educated about it, it's not a big deal. But it, right. that's a typical, it could be, but it's not, it wasn't. Yeah. But then when this Jenna Johnson showed up with his, the bags and, oh, it's wonderful. And she said, she goes, um, you know, this is going to be the biggest blessing in your life. And it has been looking back. It's been just as much as any of our other children have been. But it's like, look, he's he's going to have, you know, anywhere from, you know, don't dwell on this is how difficult it's going to be. She says, because you have no idea. Right. She's like, um, she's like, and, and Taylor and Paige was there. I think Taylor was... Seven, maybe? I don't know. I'm guessing. I have no idea. Taylor was well, old. He's, he's 21 now, isn't he? 2014. So what's that? Five? Five years? Was he five? No, no. He's he's 21 right now, correct? Yeah. So and he was seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven. So he was seven, and uh, and she pointed to Taylor and said, hey, you know, what do you think Taylor's going to do? How do you think he's going to grow up? You know, is he going to rob banks? Is he going to get into drugs? Is he going to... Um, you know, if he gets into drugs, then is it, is he going to start doing horrible in school? Is he going to be mean? Right. Is he going to be a bully? Is he going to become a drug addict? He can become home. You know, it started listing all of the things the that possibilities, the right. possibilities. She goes, you're not dwelling on that, are you? And we're like, no, it's just because you have no control. Right? You're going to do the very best you can to raise him right. the best way. And so she kind of put it into perspective that even our typical children, uh, Taylor and and uh, Paige, you know, they they physically don't have the the traits of being a little bit different, but mentally they can still have some issues or uh, have some physical problems down the road. We have no idea, just right. even so all that. So she so kinda, why worry about it now? Yeah. So she said, you know, stop being a bum and and worrying about it because you have no idea. Sure, these are the the extreme circumstances of what can happen. Um, but she goes, look, you've got a beautiful baby boy. Number one, his heart's healthy. His lungs are fine. Um, you know, we don't know about his vision or his hearing or how he's going to talk because guess what? Babies don't do that for guess how long we already know he's making noises. So we know his vocal cords work. And she's like, look, enjoy your baby. Love your baby. This is wonderful. And, and he's going to progress. And now that we know that he's been diagnosed with this, 
He's going to have therapies. A lot of this stuff that was never available, you know, 10, 15 years before, we're going to, he's going to have speech therapy and he's going to, if he needs it, he's going to need, you know, physical therapy for walking if he needs it, or he's going to need. He's going to have all these things available. Which is going, which, yeah, statistically and and scientifically are going to help him leaps and bounds. Now, that's a state thing, right? Like, yep. The state, the state covers that. Yeah, normally you got to qualify for those things, but if you're born with Down syndrome, you're you genetically qualify. You right. automatically qualify. Whereas people with um, um, a for- different forms of autism will have mm-hmm. to take different tests because even with them, autism, they, there's a huge spectrum of mild or right. severe and and different kinds. And yeah, I know I know all about that qualifying because our friend uh, the Larsons, yeah, Jared's their there. their daughter has that malformality and it can be a horrible process trying to qualify horrible Uh, whereas game just automatically qualified and 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 he gets it the golden ticket that's a definite uh the willy wonka factor huh yeah he so he he won he won the golden ticket qualified (laughs) so he he had all of the all of the 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 benefits or the classes and whatever they needed had um, all the funding he needed to do the things yep. that needed yeah 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 that we need help with and so she loved us and she told us about their group and how they have uh, monthly meetings she said look we've got wonderful new mothers come come to dinner every month we have a big potluck dinner um and every other week we have meetings support groups and she says we just have so many mothers that have gone through the same thing with you and that have volunteered with us, and she says there's a lot of them that go to the different hospitals. She goes, right now, now that I'm here, there's another woman that's at a different hospital with the welcoming committee and, and, right. and doing this and doing that. And and, and and really, really helped us understand. Yeah, and it was, and, you Don't know, so it, wasn't no, it was no longer a, a doom and gloom. Right. It could be. We had no yeah. idea. But it was like, hey, knock it off. You know, it's... Nothing you can do about it now. Let's just see how it turns out. Enjoy him. He's wonderful. And and as you're moving and and progressing with him, we might see some of this. And then that's when you're working with your provider. And then you get, oh, looks like we're going to need speech therapy. Looks like we're going to need physical therapy or, you know. Whatever it is, right. Yeah, or hearing. And so at the time, um, and so, yeah, so then it was a good thing. And and, uh, it took him a little longer to walk. Took him a lot longer to walk, but he's, he's... he loves running. He loves, right. I mean, he's just a typical everyday kid. How did your other kids handle it? Um, like you, I'm sure you broke the news to him at some point in the first day or two. Well, it was a different form of breaking news. It was like, Hey, you know, he's a little special and you know, we're going to take really good like, care of him. Did you go him. into detail of what, no, what was no, no, issue? No, no. You no just, they were, yeah, they were seven right. and I'm just curious. four. Some people do. They some wouldn't have don't. understand that other than they've got a new baby brother. Right. So, so they didn't treat him any differently. No. They, no. No, I loved took, him just yeah. the same as they came. As yeah, they then did. he came home. He, he, we all just like any other baby. So it was, right. it was that, and then it was, yeah, going through the. Uh, he's rolling. He's crawling. He's. Did he roll later? Like, did he? Did he basically, on that, you know, kids. No, they were later roll, milestones. And then, they were later, and then learn how to crawl, and then learn how to walk. Was everything a little delayed? Oh yeah, it was a lot. Or delayed. a lot delayed. Yeah, because he is um, again out of the floppy. Uh, the tone, muscle tone, that's what it is. His muscle tone was really floppy. And so even now his tongue, his muscle tone on his tongue, like his tongue will, his tongue hangs out. And it's just a, a natural, it's just a, just hangs just out. And so yeah, so then you got to yeah. point it out to him. We, we'll tap our chin and he'll be like, oh, suck in my tongue, you know, and he'll pull on his tongue. 
<laughs> but um, but even uh, hearing was a little issue. You know, we would we can make noises, and so we knew we can clap, snap, uh, whistle. You know, we can do things to get his attention. So we knew he could hear. Um, but it wasn't until he was probably five or six that we, you know, that the that the schools were doing the hearing testing, and then even we were taking him to the audiologist and and uh, and realizing how how bad it was because you can. You know, we knew we can hear, but we didn't know how bad he couldn't hear. Right. And so the doctors were, you know, they put the things in and they can do the different frequencies and then they could really see where he's uh, lacking and and that. And then it was like, well, he's going to need hearing aids and he's, you know, he's, he really is deaf. Do you ever steal his hearing aids? Because I know you, I know you have a hard time hearing sometimes. You know I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yes, I am deaf as well. Playing drums your entire life will do that to you. You're not deaf. You're just a little hard of hearing. I'm super hard of hearing. <laughs> I am super hard of hearing. And when he got his hearing aids and we brought him home, and I did. I put him in, and it was like, oh, the angels were singing. It was like, so oh, why my don't you have gosh. Some? I, I would get him. In a, I really would get it in a, in a heartbeat. I would get him. I'm not ashamed you? of him. I um, would you get the little baby ones, or would you get the ones that go around that you're like... I don't know. Which, uh, I don't know. I don't want to spend $10,000 on them. Is that how much they cost? Uh, some of them can, yeah. Some of them are Bluetooth, where you can hook your phones through them. You can play music through them, like just regular... That would be awesome. And that um, that, uh, that shut off when you shoot a gun and stuff? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That? yeah. So they have some really fancy, fancy ones. I knew a guy that manufactured... Um, we had an office next to him that manufactured. We told me all about them. And just how the technology is just crazy. And and I just haven't gotten to do it. But I, I really would. For Christmas, I need, would love hearing aids. Do you need a buddy to go with you? <laughs> yeah, we, we seem, we seem <laughs> to be buddies in a lot of stuff. <laughs> do you need hearing aids, too? Do I need, don't need hearing oh, aids. I might, no, need, I, I might need speech therapy so we no, can go together. But, I, but when I put them on, it really was night and day. Like, like I knew hear. I was hard of hearing. But when I put those in, even though they were geared and 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 set up for him right. for the frequencies that he was lacking it was you're lacking in some of those same frequencies it was yeah putting them in and then listening i was like oh my gosh it really was it was night and day and i didn't realize i mean again i knew how bad yeah. my hearing was i didn't realize how how bad it was until i put his hearing aids in <laughs> even now i'll still do it like when at night when he goes to bed i'll take him and i'll put him in and <laughs> that's funny but um but he has them, but it was really cute because when he put them in, when we were at the doctor's office, he was there, and we let him pick them out. We we told him they were they were red because he loved superheroes, and he wanted to be like Iron Man. So we, we told him, hey, look, look at these. Like these red ones. These red ones. These are like Iron Man, and he was just thrilled. Right. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting Iron Man super hearing. You know, I'm getting <laughs> Superman ears, and... and um, and so yeah, but he when he put them on and the and the and the they molded his ears and they put him in and then as he was sitting there like you've seen some of the YouTube videos of of kids hearing for the fr- it was exactly right. like that he was he was tapping his hands he was tapping the desk he was and like all and then we didn't realize again he, how deaf he really was he right. you know he knew he probably knew he was hard of hearing but if if you don't know how the how lacking it of it then you don't you you just live with it so now that he has the hearing aids does he does he like to have him in like does yes because like, he knows he can't hear without him 
So if he wants to ignore you, then he'll just take him out. No, he doesn't take him out on purpose, but he knows that if we're sitting around, like if we're getting ready for bed, the last thing he does is he, he lays in bed, we pull the covers up and then I, you know, I held my hand out and he, and then he gives them to me. And then if I start talking to him, he gets mad. Like as soon as he takes him out then I'm like, Hey, I love you, buddy. Good night. And then he'll be like, what? And then, so, and so sometimes we've learned even around some people that when his ears aren't out, we, we yell at him, we raise our voice and we, Hey, Gabriel, you know, we talk really loud to him and to other people. It's like, it's like, dude, what are you yelling at him for? Right. And I, and so we always have to preface, he's deaf. He doesn't have his hearing aids and I'm talking loud to him so he can hear. Right. But, uh, but yeah, he, but he, he needs to have it. He can't watch TV. He loves watching TV and, you know, and when the batteries go low, it'll start beeping and he'll come up and he'll be like, dad, my dad, my battery's dead. I need a new battery. Are they replaceable or rechargeable? No, they're replaceable. They're just regular batteries, little hearing aid batteries. Mm. His speech was delayed. That was hard. Um, um, but he had that speech might be therapist. That's the reason why he was speech delayed a little bit. It's because he could yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was one of the things that we had to that uh, we wanted to give him to get him to have hearing aids, right? So that would help him speech wise. And even as his teacher at school. Uh, he's they, definitely learned to speak better since he's had him, well I in know. the last two years he's he's done better even like it instead of the caveman you know it was it was yeah. three words four words at the most uh that he would talk and then now he's you know, he's doing full sentences and but we've been encouraging him you know like and he'll say like dad you know he'll come up and he'll like dad thirsty thirsty what gabriel dad you know and then he'll say that right. because we're trying to make him <laughs> Make him use manners and talk in full sentences. What about thirsty? Dad, can I have a drink of water? It was like, oh, that's great, yes. And so he's he's become very more confident in his talking too. Right. So he's uh, what's helped is that he loves reading. We've had to get him glasses. His eyes are not as good, and so he knows. At first, it was a pain for him to wear his glasses, but he knows when he's reading, it's hard. To make the words out. And so he knows and can tell that when he's wearing them, he can see uh, better and read better. So he loves reading. He's a great, great reader. He probably reads better than probably any of the other kids in his class. He's just a great reader. He loves reading. Loves reading. Now, how long is he going to go to school for? Again, we have no idea. Again, those are... I have no idea. I don't know. Like, because I know that kids that, like autistic kids or kids that have other yeah you can hold them back skills you know i i've known kids that have went to school till they're allowed to go to school till they're like 21 or 22 mason goes he's right he's 20 he's now 20 right so yeah. there's no there's no set <clears throat> set thing no, i think 21's the cutoff for public schools and then there's other other arrangements you can make for other schools or right. like daycares or, or things like yeah. that but um yeah, but again, it's like why worry about he's it? Just we're not, a, he's we're just not a normal kid anyway, Gabriel. He's yeah, he he's runs. Awesome. He's he tells Love jokes. He's again, he's there's nothing there's nothing that stops him or hinders him from doing anything. Right. But when he was born, we didn't know that. Right. So it was he's come along, but it could have. That's why you're worried about. Yeah. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was all the you know. Will he be in school to his twenty one? Uh, maybe I maybe, don't know. You know. He's in eighth grade. He just started eighth grade. He was on the honor society. Um, he had a three point seven five GPA when he was in seventh grade. Wow, um, that's better than me. Yes, 
Doesn't take much to get better, better than me. But. <laughs> yeah, but he he got a, a special award and he was invited to be in the National Honor Society. And so when they asked us, "Hey, do you want him to be in it?" We're like, "What does that What does that mean?" Uh, he goes to some meetings. They have treats and they do service. And we're like, "Yeah, all right, he can do it." So that's kind of cool to say that you know he's in right. National junior Honor national society. society. Yeah, and um, and that he does that. Um, now he, I know we've talked about it before, just privately, uh, like if he goes to. Scout camp or something like that. He he gets tired a little easier. Is that it? Is that just because what's the reason for that? Or um, he his stamina is not the best, and so he gets tired very easily. <clears throat> is that something that could be that he could work on? I don't know. I get better? tired super easy too, but uh, I, I don't know if that's. I I don't know. Yeah. Is that a trait of that? I don't know. Does it does it affect him as far? Does it hinder him? In any way, that that stamina issue, no, in a negative way. I mean, no, not really. No, not that not that he knows or that we right. notice. I mean, like if we go hiking, sometimes he'll, you know, we just got to go slow. But he's hiked, you know, the wind cave. He's gone up to the top. Um, going down is harder for him. He, he's really afraid that he's going to lose his step because he's slipped and lost his balance so much. So it takes him forever to go down. Right. Um, but he just gets tired, so like, yeah, so it scouts. So if we're going on a hike, well, you know, we'll do a little bit of it and save it. Otherwise, he's just it just wipes him out for the rest of the day. So I don't know. He just doesn't have good stamina. Even running around the block, I mean, he's doing soccer now. He's in Special Olympics, so that's... He's competing in Special Olympics a lot. Yeah, so, and that's year-round, so it's, it's like every two months it changes. So it was uh, he's doing soccer now. It was basketball before that, um, swimming before that. Then they do baseball. There's bowling. There's... You know, so he he does that and he loves it. He's got his group of friends that he goes and he he does it. But yeah, they just go and have fun. And do you guys still go to that uh, that I don't know what it, it was the it walk was, that that I don't know was it the walk or whatever it, it in was Scottsdale? That, that support group that they have they have it in Tempe at the Diablo Stadium. Yeah, now. Tempe. It's the it's the, it's the but it used to be in Scottsdale Center. though. It's yeah, called the Buddy park. Walk. It was there, yeah, but then they changed it over to the Diablo Stadium. Okay, so where the where's that where the Cubs play or something or the Angels. Angels, yeah, yeah there's their spring training right there on right. I ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that sharing Down syndrome support group that we have. There's a national what they call the Buddy Walk. It's a national uh, thing that it um, that it's a nationwide. They do it in every October. They have it, and I think it was last weekend or something like that. We didn't. We haven't gone to it in probably the last five or six years. Why I don't know. No, I mean it's a good, it's a group, uh, a thing that we go to. We support it. We send them money every so often. But it was uh, to help them buy supplies because it's all nonprofit for the new families and stuff like that. We we just haven't organized and done it. And you know, some people organize and raise um, money to go do it, um, and and then donate it. And and it's their their biggest fundraiser for the year. And they call it the Buddy Walk because then you go and you get money for walking so long and so they'll walk around the the inside of the ball field you know how many laps of right. whatever you did and then they've got uh then it's just a carnival or a fair inside yeah. and the booths and secret um, um bidding for things you can buy auctions and right. stuff like that to help so them raise money yep yep it. that's their main have you, have you ever thought about doing um like a make a wish foundation he'd probably qualify for that no, because don't you have to die to be on that? No, you don't have to I die. I think you have to be you terminal just... to get in that, don't you? I don't uh, know. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't looked into it. I do know that... Because I'm sure there's some... Like, have me Robert Downey Jr. He'd probably love that. In the in the Iron Man costume. Uh, maybe. I don't know. 
Maybe. Wonder Woman, maybe. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> Just some superhero, you know? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't know how that works. I do know that uh, about 10 years... Well, Gabriel was about... He's 14 now. I think when he was 8 or 9, we went to Disneyland... And we were able to get a special pass. I think they, the they changed lines. it, yeah. And so it was, you know. And if anybody's ever been to Disneyland, it's you you pay a buttload of money to wait in line all day. To wait in line all day long. <laughs> That's you spend all day waiting in line for three minutes of fun, and then go spend an hour in line to have three minutes of fun, an hour in line. But um, but with a special pass. We would go right to the exit, show them the pass, and our entire family would go to the front of the line. And so, like on the, um, that's part of the reason why it takes so long to get on the rides, because people have those. Yeah, uh, wonderful. And when we were done, they would say, "Gabriel, do you want to go again?" And he'd say, "Yes," and we would all stay right on it. We wouldn't even have to get off the ride; we could just stay on it on Splash Mountain or any of the other right. stuff. And so. It was actually. They still do that because the Larsons just went the, yeah, this past weekend. Yeah, they're a little bit more stringent it. with it, so they they've changed the rules a little bit. You've, you've I think you've got to bring documentation out because it was getting abused. Right. Um, but it was the only time that we actually did every ride in the park <laughs> in one day. I don't think you could do it in one day without I, that. No, there's no not. way. That's why they have four day passes, you know, and then the jumper passes to go over to the California Adventure, right. and and so, but we haven't been back since. Mm. But I would love to go again. I know they still have the passes. I know people cause... have asked us to rent Gabriel to them. Hey, we're going on a family, <laughs> we're going on a family trip to Disneyland. Can we rent Gabriel and take him to Disneyland with us? Well, like, yeah. yeah, nobody's yeah, ever done it though. Rent him? Yeah. What would the charge be for that? What would you know. charge? Just taking them and making them have a good time. That'd be great. Just include them in everything. Yeah. 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 I've actually never been to Disneyland and neither of my kids. That's too bad. I don't feel bad about it at all. It's because you don't know what you're missing. It's like Gabe. You didn't know he was deaf <laughs> until he put his hearing aids on. That could be part of it. Yeah. I've been to. It is the happiest place on earth. I've heard that. I've also heard the complaints like you talked about, too, and that, that kind of dampers the, We should invite the, you to with our family to join us. <laughs> we, we should do that. <laughs> I wonder if they would give give a uh, pass for my wife since she has seizures. You think they would? No. That's not a... They would just not let her go on the rides that have lights flashing on them. Th- that's not a trigger for us. No. No, see, that, those are people that are abusing it. You're ruining it for me and my family. I've never done it, so no. I don't know. You wouldn't get it. So... So what are some of the takeaways from this experience going through this with Gabe? Um, that Jenna was right, that it's, it's been, all perspective. It's, yeah, it's all perspective. He's been an, an amazing blessing in our family. We as a family have learned more from him than he will learn from us. And, and, you know, he might be living with us forever. Who knows? Um, but, he, he really is. He's an angel. He's wonderful. Um, he can be a big pain in the butt just as much as Taylor and Paige can right. be and Claire. I mean... He's just like all the other kids, right? He's, he's just like every other kid. He'll he just has an fit. extra chromosome. He, and so he gets hangry so when he's hungry. He gets ornery like the rest of us. Right. Um, he loves hugging. He loves girls. He's infatuated with girls and their parts now. <laughs> so he's a teenager. He's yes. <laughs> and... Um, uh, we had, um, but, I, but he's wonderful. I mean, he's, right. you know, I'm talking my, in my meetings at work that if, 
when I talk about him, I say, you know, he Gabriel's our favorite. You can ask any of our kids who our favorite is, and they'll tell you, oh, it's Gabe. We all love Gabe the most, and and um, and, and we do. He's wonderful. Um, there was also, you know, he would wander sometimes. You know, like um, he would get up and just disappear. You know, he and we would lose him. He didn't know he was lost, but he would he would just wander and just go out and explore. But you know, he's had a bracelet on his hand that says, you know, my name is Gabriel please call my mommy and daddy here's their phone numbers and uh, we had one time sunday morning it was um like 5 30 5 36 somebody's knocking on our door and we're laying in bed we're like who in the what why are they doing this early? yeah and then i come to the, the the stairs and i'm looking down and i can somebody's knocking on the door and i was like who is it and they're like i think i have your kid i was like what so I opened the door and she's like, he was walking down the street. And I was like, oh my gosh, we had no idea he had left. Right. You know, and then, then it was, he would get up early in the morning and, you know, we'd get up and he'd be watching TV and there'd be a carton of ice cream that was completely empty sitting next to him, bag of chips, you know, just treats. And he had been watching, you know, six hours of been watching, binge watching cartoons on Netflix you know, and we'd have no idea, but then you'd get on the settings on Netflix and you'd find out he'd been up since one thirty, you know, and then we'd t- we'd keep him home from school and put him to bed. So he would, you know, he would wake up and most of us would roll over and go back to sleep. Well, he would wake up and he'd be like, time to watch TV, cartoons. <laughs> oh, nobody's here. Ice cream. Can I have ice cream? What? No. Yeah. All right. I'll get it. You know, and then he would eat it. That was it. Does he do that as much anymore? No. Uh, well, he gets up early. I mean, we tell him, hey, you you know, don't get out of bed until 7. So it's like Christmas every day. Yes, him. it is. It's like it, Christmas morning every it day. Is every morning. <laughs> and if he does, he'll come over and he'll be standing at my bed and he'll be like, Dad. I'm like, what time is it? And he'll be like, 6.30. Get in bed and he'll climb in and cuddle me. And then he'll go right back to sleep. But it's not as bad anymore because he's, he's learning older. and he's, he kind of right. understands more. And, Dad, I'm tired. All right, let's go to bed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's wonderful. We love him. We're he's glad to have kid. him. So it, all of the, and again, I I wouldn't even call it adversity. It was a big, big, big scare. It was a big worry of the unknown. But right, I can have that with me. Well, I have a job next week. True. There's, I mean, why worry about? Well, it? you could worry just the same about your about your other kids, right? Yeah, and we the do three kids about we whether do. they're going to become bank robbers or. You know, addicted to drugs or bullies whatever. Or, yeah. Bullies. Yeah, whatever the case is. Do they have is. friends? Do they not have friends? Are right. they? Yeah. It's just with that situation, it you just looked at the worst. Where yeah. with, with with I know at least with my kids, I, I never really looked at the worst of what, you know, are they going to be this? Are they going to be that? You know, because I'm just going to teach them. I, I, do you think it's because there could be a learning disability that could inhibit you from teaching him that well, stuff? Yeah, or? and it's scary because everybody can remember somebody growing up, even in elementary school or in high school. Those, excuse me, those were the you know the the special ed class that would come mm-hmm. in. How they look weird, how they acted, how they yeah. would yell out, and you know they were the goofy ones. And right. and so in our minds, that's what we're thinking. You know, right. drooling, loud, obnoxious, and not listening, yeah. hitting, you know, whatever the case yeah, is. Yeah, and that, so that's that's the only exposure that most people have. Right. 
And so now it's, you know, Gabe's, um, he's integrated, he, he's got a class, he's got an aide with him, but he, he spends time in, 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 a, in his special ed class, but he also spends time with his, he, he's got different periods. He'll go from class to class to class. Uh, he's got a cooking class that he loves. He does, he's got an art that he loves his teacher and he, all of these other teachers that he comes home that just love him. We, we, you know, and it's for years and years, we'll go to grocery stores and kids will wave at him and say, hey, Gabe. And Gabe will, you know, act nonchalant like, hey, like he's cool. Like, hey, they're saying hi to me. I'm like, Gabe, who is that? He's like, it's a kid from school. That's my friend from school. And so, I, you know, I mean, so far we, th- we think, you know, he's saying he's a happy kid. He loves it. He's he enjoys it. And we learn from him and we should be the same. Happy yeah. with it, whatever we're dealt with. So. He doesn't know any different. He's just a really happy kid most of the time. Yep. I know he's usually pretty happy when he sees me, even if it's been he's months. He's happy when he sees anybody. He right. loves hugging. He'll hug. Yeah. And he He'll loves... He'll even give me a hug, which is... It's funny, but it... How can you not want to hug the he kid? He loves his teacher's corner advisor, Brother Hawkins and uh, Brother Knight. And when he sees him, he'd, he would prefer to sit with them at church than with us. He just right. loves. He just loves everybody. He just loves people. Yeah. Right. He's a great kid. Yep. So I appreciate you sitting down with me today and uh, talking about this. I know it's not a, you know, you say it's not an adversity, but it was. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I'm sure there was. There's obviously hard things that have come from it, and I appreciate you sitting down and being open about uh, about talking about it. So sure. And w- until next time, till that till that music starts up again. Oh. Every time I hear it, I'm, I think you're going to come in the door. There it is again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's Whoa. been good. I appreciate it. Uh, please tune in to the next podcast, and uh, please share share it uh, with with folks you like, and and uh, you know get the word out there what we're trying to accomplish here. So uh, we will see you next time. Bye.